When it comes to plant-based meals, I know a lot of different thoughts can immediately pop up. I mean, there's everything from only health freaks eat plant-based to I'd love to, but I don't know where to even start to isn't that just vegetables and tofu? Plant-based meals are much more than just veggies and tofu, I promise. My guest today is Caitlin Havener of Clean Cooking with Caitlin, and I love how she refers to herself as plant preferred. She's not a vegetarian and she's not anti-meat, but a lot of her recipes are plant-based and contain protein sources other than meat. Caitlin is a precision nutrition certified coach, mama four, and whole food plant preferred recipe creator. She changed her life by choosing to live a healthier lifestyle, losing and maintaining an over 50 pound weight loss. She now coaches others to have similar transformations. And today she's sharing her best tips for incorporating more plants into your nutrition, even when you're not sure where to start. We're also talking about how to encourage picky eaters to try new things and vegetables, her go-to meat-free swaps, and a fresh, healthy recipe that is perfect for summer that actually isn't vegetarian. Also, as a side note, she mentioned something called Misfit Market, and if you're not familiar with that, it's a food delivery service that focuses on organic produce that are grocery store rejects because they might just be too big or small or not shaped right or whatever. They just aren't grocery store pretty. So if you'd like to check that out, it's Misfit Market. Let's get down to the episode. Welcome to the Unstoppable Moms Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Breen, and here we bring busy mamas like you seriously effective tips for balancing a healthy lifestyle with real life chaos. The chaos of raising tiny humans while still trying to have those magical moments to yourself, not to mention your partner, your job, your social life, and all the things. If you're looking for the how-to for creating a healthy lifestyle for your family, actionable tips for losing weight in a healthy way, aka diets and no sketchy pills that just make you run to the bathroom and finding wellness without the overwhelm. Welcome mama. You are in the right place. Well, Hey Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Carolyn. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really excited for the topics that we're going to talk about today. I think they're very relevant and really useful information for everybody out there. But before we dive into that, would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you got started with what you do? So uh, my name is Caitlin. I am a mother of a blended, big blended family with four kids. Um, I am a nutrition coach and a what I call plant preferred recipe creator, which is basically plant based, but I'm not strictly um, all plants. Um, I got into this a couple years ago, but my whole journey started many years ago in 2016 when I decided to adopt a healthy lifestyle. Um, at the time, I was uh, obese and um, had really bad anxiety and depression and just a lot of issues at that time. Um, I did a weight loss program, but knew I was going to have to change my lifestyle so I started getting really interested in nutrition and healthy living and just got super inspired through my whole transformation to um, help others tr have their own transformation. That's amazing. And I know that you you run Clean Cooking with Caitlin. And I love how mm -hmm. you said plant preferred because... <laughs> 
you do do a lot of plant-based recipes, but it's not like you are anti-meat or completely vegetarian or completely vegan or something like that. You're really inclusive of all of those different mm-hmm. lifestyles and and what families eat and, and what they can bring to their tables. So I feel like we can gravitate and just kind of get in the the routine of the same fruits and vegetables. I mean, we get really comfortable with them in terms of eating them, but then also how we cook and prepare them. And then we don't want to get out of that comfort zone there. And we get Mm -hmm. in the pattern of only having like a vegetable as a side dish, or maybe we we pack an apple every day for lunch. And that's kind of like the only fruit that we get. So what are some ways that we can incorporate more plants into our daily nutrition? Well, I've got I've got a list of several ideas here for you. For one, one of my favorite things is that I I order produce from um, a delivery service called Misfits Market. Now they've got a thirty dollar minimum each week for them to send out the order, but I make sure that I get that third spend that thirty dollars all in uh, fruits and vegetables. So, um, and I'll try to vary it. So if I know I'm getting I don't know asparagus every week. Um, I'll, I'll try to, to get something different the next week. But if you're not going to go with a delivery service, I, I try to suggest getting like five different servings of seven to 10 different fruits and vegetables um, of various colors. Now, that's where, that's where you can kind of try to, to vary things. So if you're, you know, you find that you're eating a lot of um, red colored produce, you try to go with yellow. And the reason for this is that every different color offers different phytonutrients, which combats different, um, helps you with different benefits for your body. And then you want to try to use it all before it goes bad. <laughs> That's the trick that I, that I often do is I look in the fridge and I go, okay, what produce is, needs to get used in the fridge? And I'll start to center a meal around that broccoli, for example, as my inspiration. Those are a couple really good ideas. I, I like to make it a goal to swap snack foods for fresh fruit and veggies. Um, like you said, you can get in the habit of eating the same things. Sometimes it's that you know you, you're eliminating a little bit of decision fatigue, and that's okay. But it's definitely good to so that you're getting all of your all your vast amount of phytonutrients to to try to get different colors and different types of of plant foods. Um, but you know, swapping out your crackers for carrot sticks, you know, with your hummus. Um, you know, I don't even like keeping snack foods in the house. I try, I, kids get mad at me. Um, <laughs> but I, so I try but I try to encourage fruit as snacks or veggies and hummus for snacks. And another good thing there is you can make the snack foods. If you do have them in your pantry, just make them less, less accessible, um, and put your fruits and vegetables in a more obvious place. Like we have a, you know, a, a layered, what are those fr- like fruit basket things in, in yeah, our kitchen uh-huh. and then having like veggie sticks and hummus really obvious in the fridge, you would be surprised how much of a difference it makes just changing your environment a little bit. I really love yeah. that, that suggestion. I feel like those two suggestions right there that you just made are super simple ways people can start out getting more fruits and veggies when they're they're really not so sure about what changes to make is one, just swap out your snack food for a fruit or a vegetable, whatever you happen to have in your fridge, and then make it more obvious that because a lot of times this happens with my husband is 
I'll put something in the back of the fridge. And he's like, well, I didn't even know that it was there. And I was like, well, you have to look, <laughs> look in the fridge. Like he's tall. So I'm like, you got to bend down. I'm like really short. So I'm like, it's at my level. You have to get down to my level. But that <laughs> honestly, that is a really good suggestion to just honestly just put that towards the front of the fridge and have it right there at the most obvious point. And sorry, I kind of cut you off there. I felt like you had some no, more No, no, it's fine. And I mean, to, to help that further, if if you're someone that, you know, it's a huge obstacle to cut the vegetables, <laughs> for example, if A, you can either make it a habit to do it the day you get the produce or B, just buy it pre-cut, you know, it might be a little more expensive. That's, that's the downside. Um, and I mean, another benefit of trying to eat all of it before it goes bad is that, you know, you don't want to hurt your pocketbook either. So if you're going to go out, you're going to make the commitment to eat more fruits and vegetables, you're going to go out and purchase it, you'll be cognizant of, of using it so that you're not wasting money as well. Um, and then I just have one more, one more tip is just to, you know, try experimenting with swapping out your protein source for, mm. you know, like beans, for example, beans are a great source of protein. Um, I think are undervalued, honestly. Uh, yesterday, I made bean burritos, you know, quinoa and bean burritos. You don't, and I'm not anti-meat, but I think that it is healthy to swap out your, your meat for a, you know, a plant protein source, um, every now and then. And experimenting with that, I think is another great way to try to incorporate more plants. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, you know what this, that honestly, that leads me into my next question of for those who are who are dealing with picky eaters or i know a lot of people struggle with their partner just does not think that a meal is a meal unless there is meat on the plate or meat is the main thing on the plate <laughs> that makes up the meal so how do you kind of navigate that and how do you what what can those people use for suggestions to kind of maybe sneak past the meat or just be like listen this is this is something new that we're going to try well tell them they need to cook then <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> so i actually i wrote an article on this in regards to kids some of this applies to your significant other as well but i'll i'll end with additional tips for your significant other. So for what I first want to say is depending on your kids or your significant other, start slow. You know, I, I think a lot of, and I'm going to totally generalize right now and say women, but it could be men too. I think a lot of women, you know, decide we're going to go paleo or whatever. And then they just want to like upheave everyone's diet since they're the ones cooking. And again, I'm generalizing. This could be also be a male. And the truth is, no, everybody is going to resist something when they're, when they feel like they're forced to do it, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. you're playing the psychology here. So I think the tips that are most helpful for me are a first and foremost is being a good role model. You, you know, you want to be enjoying this yourself. And, you know, when you're making meals for family, you just start incorporating things a little bit at a time and you try serving it different ways. And I, there, I also like offering choices sometimes. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, one of my favorite things to do are they're called Buddha bowls and, and I'll put out several options. And I know this is within reason. We can't like cook up everything and 
just let everybody make their, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that doesn't always work. But with things like taco, tacos and Buddha bowls, you can have a few different options and you can say, hey, kids, I want you to choose one or two vegetables out of here or whatever, whatever you're, you know, depending on your kids. If your kids are super picky and you're just starting this, maybe it's just one or your husband or whatever. <laughs> maybe it's just one. And uh, you can kind of build up over time. But with with kids in particular, serving it in different ways, you know, and then kind of like pushing their limit a little more each time, depending on how adventurous the meal is, I will set clear expectations uh, for the, the kids, you know. So if, if I have like a couple different vegetables on the plate and I know the dinner's a little, you know, maybe a little adventurous, I'll say, I want you to eat at least one of those. You know, my son, he still likes to put up an act about zucchini, but I've seen him eat it. So... <laughs> <laughs> frankly at this point I'm like you're eating the zucchini and I don't give them that much you know mm -hmm. so another big one I think with kids in particular is to get a grip on snacking mm -hmm. um I mm -hmm. think myself include, included in the past let kids snack too often and kind of sometimes that's when they would get the snack foods out like goldfish and stuff and so then they're not hungry so of course you're not gonna be able to get them to eat plant foods so with a significant other though Again, you're going to have to implement a little bit at a time. Uh, I know some people are super veggie adverse. Um, so just a little bit of, at a time, never forcing anything. You're, this is going to, it's a process. It takes time. And then, you know, sometimes in the past, I did go fully plant-based for a little while and it wasn't everyone's uh, ideal situation here at the house. Um, so I did, I did make a little bit of meat as well is what I wanted, you know, if you can do that. And I think that your significant other over time will feel a little bad that you're making two different, you know, protein yeah. sources every <laughs> night. And, and at that point, you may have progressed a little bit more and a little bit more plant foods. And hey, at this point, maybe they're, they're a little more accepting of having tofu versus the beef, you know, but again, this is leading by example, not being pushy, and basically inspiring them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want to, to do it. And uh, finally, just sometimes, you know, you agree, hey, if you want to make that brisket, your night's Wednesday night. I'm going to do my meatless sloppy joe on Thursday night. Is that cool? You know, you're 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 kind of you're you're not being pushy. You're leading by example and you're progressing slowly. Yeah, so that's yep. kind of finding thing. that. Finding that compromise with, yeah. with meals there, which can, you know, it really varies from family to family. All families, all palates are different. But, you know, I do mm -hmm. like your suggestions of take it slow, lead by example. And really, the, that's such a smart suggestion of giving them options and saying choose one or choose two, mm -hmm. you know, just to get them to kind of ease into it. So what are your go-to meat-free swaps that you really like to incorporate? So for Mexican food, I know I've already mentioned this. I, I think I do some sort of tacos or burritos like every Tuesday. <laughs> Taco Tuesday eliminates decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. um, and I will often go um, totally plant-based with that and do pinto and or black beans. Last night, I actually did burritos and I did pinto beans and quinoa. Because quinoa is also high in protein, so you're when you combine those two, you're um, further closing that um, amino acid profile gap 
mm-hmm. or protein, if you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a different subject. And then soups and chilies are great with any kinds of any kind of beans. You can easily do a chili that's meat free, that's delicious. Uh, Mediterranean foods like Greek salad. I like to make hummus, so I'll use chickpeas for those. Asian foods, I typically use tofu or edamame for my protein. Pasta, I like to pick up, I have, I get lentil pasta and chickpea pasta sometimes, Mm. and those are actually pretty high in plant-based protein. So then you don't really need to, you know, you don't really need to make a meat with it. And then for meat, like a meat, meatloaf, I'm doing quote, air quotes right now, uh, quote unquote meatloaf, quote unquote sloppy joe and different types of curries. You can use lentils. I love lentils. They don't seem to for people who get gassy with beans, I have noticed that those don't bother me. Lentils and chickpeas don't bother me. And then also it's uh, worth noting there's a lot of grains that are high in, in plant-based proteins as well. So for breakfast, I might choose protein-rich grains and seeds such as quinoa and oats and or chia seeds. So those all mixed together, you can get a good close to uh, complete protein there. And then finally... Uh, plant-based protein powders in a smoothie are great for for breakfast as well or lunch you know so those are, those are some of my favorite favorite yeah spots. no those are those are all great ideas and I kind of like how you broke it up by I guess like cuisine type you know for Asian food I do the tofu that because that does seem to go a little bit better with that or a little more smoothly into those dishes and that could also be a good kind of leeway into there because we're used to having our having beans in burritos. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if the beans are already in there and it's just minus the meat, maybe it's a little bit less of a of a swap or switch there, not quite so drastic. So Mm -hmm. what is your favorite? Now that it's summer, we are in like the kids are getting out of school. It is almost full summer mood over here. So what Mm -hmm. is your favorite? go-to recipe for the summer season? So I'm a little obsessed with using my new grill. Um, (laughs) Especially, I love putting my bathing suit on to go in the pool and then grilling out here and jumping back in the pool. Um, So one of my favorite recipes, and it's actually one of the first ones that I put on my my blog, is the uh, grilled Cajun chicken salad. Um, You can also do it with tempeh. So you can do a fully plant-based version or do it with chicken. And it's basically... You know, it's a, ba- a base fresh salad of, of cucumber and tomatoes and red onion and, and um, avocado, but you grill the corn and you grill the chicken or tempeh with uh, marinated with uh, Cajun seasoning. And, um, you know, you just combine it all together with, with fresh cilantro and lime juice and a little olive oil. And it's really, really tasty and fresh and healthy and perfect for barbecues. That sounds so good. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely going to look that up and make it. I already have for pretty soon, I think probably next week, I'm going to make those lentil sloppy joes that I saw on your website. Those sound really good too. So I'm going to make those for sure. Yeah, they are. And they're so healthy too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I saw, I've never heard of like lentil sloppy joes. I've heard of lentils, you know, as kind of a meat substitute in other dishes, but never for sloppy joes. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. So definitely going to try that one. But where can everybody else, where can they find you? Because I know they're going to want to look up these recipes. So where can Mm -hmm. they find you and where can they connect with you online? Okay. So I do the recipe creation and I also do nutrition coaching. So I kind of have 
I have two separate websites, but you can find both websites from both places. <laughs> um, if you're interested in the recipe side of things and just connecting with me in general, my Instagram is great to find me at, at Clean Cooking Caitlin. The recipe blog is at cleancookingcaitlin.com. And you can get to the coaching from that website. Uh, but if you want to go straight to my coaching uh, website, that's transcendnutrition.org. Okay, great. Yeah. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Y you know, I like to keep these episodes a little bit shorter, but you give such great information in, in a little bit amount of time. And I just really love that about you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love that episode and can't wait for more? Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a show. There's new episodes every Tuesday, but in the meantime, why not come on over and say hey on social? You can find me on the gram, and I say the gram because, you know, I'm a cool mom. You can find me on the gram at Unstoppable Moms Fitness. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.